to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Do, Do not, not adjust, adjust your computer, computer screen. screen. It's your, your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe Box. But why some say the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why, 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. A giant rocket, more than 300 feet tall, the length of this football field, made of new metal alloys, some of which have not yet been invented, capable of standing heat and stresses, several times more than have ever been experienced, fitted together with a precision better than the finest watch, carrying all the equipment needed for propulsion, guidance, control, communications, food, and survival, on an untried mission to an unknown celestial body, and then return it safely to Earth, re-entering the atmosphere at speeds of over 25,000 miles per hour, causing heat about half that on the temperature of the sun, almost as hot as it is here today, and do all this, and do all this, and do it right, and do it first, before this decade is out, then we must be bold. From the heavens to your ears, this is Universe Box, and strap on your jetpack, we're flying to the future. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie De Simone. Yes, and uh, if, you, if you didn't notice, Anne-Marie's camera came up right away, because she has a new camera. We finally have a new camera for Anne-Marie. patrons! Yes. I'm real now! Uh, yeah, and some of those are over there in the chat room right now, uh, Thursdays, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. I see uh, Monica and Angel, oh, and my friend Casey Friels, uh, Mutate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the internet. The internet's Michael Lucero. I, oh my goodness, oh my goodness we have a celebrity Lucero. in the chat room. <laughs> Buzzfeed's Michael Lucero. Mashable's Buzzfeed, Michael Mashable, Lucero. Mashable, the Today Show, MTV News, mm-hmm. Refinery Twenty Nine. <laughs> The Guardian. Uh, we could keep going. I, th- I think. I think they actually. I think Kennedy actually uh, <laughs> engraved his visage on the moon, and uh, Wynn and some other people there. Oh, they like my foil hat. Excellent. Thank you very much, Michael. I know, but we're here for another rousing episode of Universe Box. But Absolutely. before we uh, get into the main episode, Anne Marie, yeah. uh, there's some there's some errata, some business to take care of. Real here, okay. real quick here. So those of you, those of those of us, those of you who've been around, <laughs> understand that we have a leftovers episode coming up probably November-ish. This is a chance for you to send in some feedback for any episodes that you may have missed. Mm -hmm, For mm -hmm. example, Harry Potter might be one that you'd want to send something in. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, Voldemort, you may have heard of. You may want to tell us about that. Um, Let's see. Cookies, coffee, home. Um, what was some of the other ones we've done? Disney Renaissance Mm -hmm. was another good one. I remember that. 
If you missed a chance to send in feedback, a video, a story, anything, send it to us at... P.O. Box 608-351, Orlando, Florida, 32860. Again, that's P.O. Box 608-351, Orlando, Florida, 32860. I, or and address that to digitally. Universe Box. Or, you know, digitally, you may want to send it to universeboxshow at gmail.com. Through the Vanka Vision. I didn't get to the chocolate yet. Okay. Are you listening tonight? Maybe. Okay. Anyway, um, another thing is next week is our chocolate episode. Chocolate, people. Chocolate. And we'd love to have a taste test with some chocolate from around the country, the world, wherever. Uh, yes. Uh, the digital address yes. is uh, universeboxshow at gmail.com. Sorry, folks. We had a had kind of a... A rough start. A rough start. A high stress start. Yes. Um, but if you want to send in chocolate, you need to send it in like tomorrow. Yeah. To that P.O. box I mentioned. It um by midweek next week so that we can taste test it all next thursday night mm-hmm. um but again you can send the chocolate to p.o box 608351 orlando florida 32860 yeah and the leftovers address is to be clear universe box show at gmail.com uh the voicemail is 424274 uh, what is it 2352 2352 again that's 4242742352 okay Marie, i don't know if i should even be here tonight but why don't you go ahead and tell us what's in the box tonight okay you actually <laughs> well you got to show us what's in the box okay. show us what's in the box <laughs> I feel really weird tonight all right Retrofuturism. Yes, uh, this week we're talking about retrofuturism. First, we'll open up the game box to sort the real future from the fake one. We'll peer into the memory box to decide which Disney World future is better, Epcot or Magic Kingdom. Uh, we'll flip on the Wonder Box to talk on the new talk about the new film Tomorrowland. The History Box teaches us what the future looked like from the 1800s. We'll witness the home of the future in the Idiot Box, and finally, we'll pull out some questions you submitted through the, the Idea, Idea Box. box. It's going to be a crazy episode <laughs> it crazy, already is a crazy, it's already episode. a crazy episode but yeah we're talking retro futurism i'm very excited uh, this is one of the ones that i i think uh when we planned for it we called it the 50s version of the future right. but we expanded it out a little bit we did expand it out a little bit so so it'll be good it'll it be good be uh so amory i think you lead this first section thank yes goodness. i've got this take those glasses off okay <laughs> let's get things started with a fun game called real or not real we are going to pull up a picture and i'm going to leave a little description and bill is going to have to guess if the object is real or not so much feel mm-hmm. free to play along in the chat room okay dun, 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 dun. number okay. one number one this is the sea scraper or a floating city it's um based off of the jet sends but instead of floating in the air it's floating on the water is this real or not real this is i'm going to say this is real the answer is no it it's is not, not real it's fake it's fake i want it to be it's real planned they're working on it i want it. it to be real though i want it to be real because that place looks super awesome and i want to live there but it is not currently real it's not currently it is not real. currently real okay uh that's a shame number two number dos this is the nest learning thermostat mm. it learns um how you like your house it adjusts It'll tell you if your um, heater's not working properly or your air conditioner's blowing too hard. Mm-hmm. It'll tell you when it's time to change that nasty filter that's full of things we don't want to talk about. Is this real or not real? I am going to say that this is real because I've seen it before. I, I, know, about it. I know about it. I, I, this one I knew about. All right. Well, this one's real. So, yes. Fine. Got fine. that one right. <laughs> Um, okay, so number three. Number three. So I, I'm one, one, you're one, one for and one. one. One for one. No, you're 
one and one. One for one for one. Go ahead. One right, one wrong. Okay, okay. next is an exoskeleton a la Iron Man. I is this real or not real? I think, I think, yeah, probably. You think we are probably? Yeah, I, I think I think that would be a, a yes. That would be a real. Hold on, sorry, my my foil hat is kind of uh, coming loose. Sorry, it's this weird uh, space age polymer. It kind of comes loose in the heat a little bit. <laughs> but am I, a, 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 I, I'd say it's real. You would be correct. Yay! You would be correct. Yay! Okay, so let's right. see here. Number, Number four. four: human cloning. Are Ooh. we able to? Clo- are we able? And have we cloned a human? Uh I know we cloned cloned uh, Dolly the sheep. Right. I remember the sheep. But I, have we cloned a human? I know how to. I know how to clone a CD-ROM or, <laughs> or a hard drive. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say, just because of the moral issues involved, I, I'm going to say, no, we haven't yet. No. No, no it is haven't? not real. We have not done cloning. Good. Oh, oh. sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> A little preview there. Okay, next. The smart refrigerator. This is something that it'll know what is in there. You can connect it to your tablet, to your smartphone. It'll let you know when if things are broken, if you're out of something. Mm-hmm. You can order from the store. Is this real or not real? Well, the picture has Japanese writing on it. That doesn't mean anything. The Japanese have everything. Well, the thing is... I know, I know that the Japanese uh, people, all of their appliances are smart. So I'm going to say yes. Yes, it's real. Yay! I'm from so L- excited. This one is from LG Smart Fridge. LG Smart Fridge. Uh, can you uh, can you tweet from your fridge? I think you can. You probably can. I think. You okay, can really so do. so I'm what three uh, three and you're one. Four and one, and we're on to the last one. Okay, all right, let's number see. six. The last one. Ooh, I like this the one. The flying car. The flying car. The flying car. car. Are you? Is there a real life flying car that takes off like a helicopter but hmm. flies like a plane? Well, I I know I when I was a kid in the eighties I watched Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous and one time they featured a flying car but it was kind of chintzy. It wasn't like a real. This flying is a cool car. flying car. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it's real. This is almost real. Almost real. They are still refining it. Uh, per the article I saw, it's actually due out in 2015. Excellent. Can so I... they have a few more months still i'm gonna no, buy you one you cannot have one i'm buying one no I, i'm going you're getting to. a scooter a scooter you're yeah, getting I'm, an 800 scooter I, I probably am getting a scooter uh for realsies <laughs> for realsies uh let's see here o- over in the chat, chat room, room. They're saying, i haven't uh, even paying attention uh, a- angel says uh the the worrying part about cloning a human is that the cells of the cloned human would be just as old as the original person which would mean their lifespans probably wouldn't be as long which yeah that's yeah. true that's true That'd be unfortunate. Let's see. And uh, Bobby says uh, that he is past wanting a flying car. <gasps> past? He's he's so, so over. He's like, oh my God, I'm mm-hmm. over it. Oh, oh and Michael Lucero says, I just want a car that drives itself. Me too. Me too. I believe they we talked. those. We talked a bit about that in the in the uh, robots episode. Probably. Oh, robots. Robot. Sorry, robots. Robots. Another thing. Robots yes. episode. Robots. robots episode. Okay. Okay. So now uh, you have this We also little... have another quiz. Yeah, we're going to do a, a little quiz here. Here. What future technology are you? You go ahead and pull it up since, well, you have a screen. Yeah, I have a pull up here, and we're going to go ahead and throw the link in the chat room there, too. But what future technology are you? Okay. Okay. Let's we're, answer. It's the 21st century. Wondering what the, the those flying cars are going to hit the market? Apparently ah. this year. For years, shows like Star Trek and Futurama gave us glimpses into the future of uh, gadgets of the future, from teleportation devices to transport tubes. Mm-hmm. Curious which future technology best fits your personality? Take our quiz and find out. Okie dokie. Okay, so let's take the quiz. Okay. Okay. 
So are you interested in soaring above Earth? Uh, sure. Yes. Sure, but not too high, I'll say. Okay. Okay, do you rely on wheels to take you where you need to go? No, yep, or sometimes? Uh, sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. Are you a good communicator? Uh, am I? Yeah, sure. Something when I'm not wearing weird green glasses. Yes, those glasses are killing me. I need them to go. <laughs> okay, I, I guess I do have the gift of gab. And you're taking this over there too, right? No. Oh, you're not? No. Okay. Explore new worlds or stick close to home. I'm Explore a home. Explore new worlds. Or I love to travel. Explore new worlds. Love to travel? Yeah. All right. We'll go with travel then. Travel. You don't are, love to travel? I do love to travel. I also like being at home. It's weird. So do I, but Okay. Are you willing to help others to an extent? No, I look out for number one or always. Um, looking out for number one. See, I, I would, I would say, I would say like, uh, if you want to appear, since we're taking this publicly, if okay. you want to appear good, you know, I, you would pick always. Right. If you want to appear like a jerk, you would pick, no, I look out for number one. Uh, like you, for I'm example. I'm a jerk. Uh, but I would say I'm going to go with the, the middle option here oh, to an extent. Oh. Okay. 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 Would you be at home on the show Star Trek? No. Beam me up or what Star Trek? What Star Trek? What Star Trek? I mean, there needs to be a middle ground on that one, but no. Yeah. Okay. We'll go with what Star Trek? Mm -hmm. Because I don't have a red shirt on. Okay. Are you a a threat to the space-time continuum? Always. No more than anyone else, I guess. Or I could be. I could be. I could be. I, I wish there was a definitive yes, because I definitely think I we am, totally especially would. with my foil hat. Oh, I think it's the glasses. You'll run into something. Okay. Do you value efficiency above all? Uh, yes, time is money. Nope, I prefer a slower pace. And uh, to a point. To a point. Um, I'm going to say yes, time is money for me, but I'll choose no, to a can, point. you can do your time is money. That's Okay, fine. time is money. That's fine. Okay, do people associate you with Google? Um, Google is my middle name. Not as far as I know. No. Well, Google's oh, not my middle name. And I mean, I, I, I use Google stuff, but I mean, we're streaming this on YouTube right now. Right. But I don't necessarily, I, you know, I am not associated with Google. So I get not as far as I know. Okay. okay. Would you fit right in on the Jetsons? Yes. Nope. Too retro or just call me George. Just call, call me, me George. George. <laughs> okay. My result. What future technology am I? The flying car. Yahoo! You're the coolest thing on four wheels and two wings. No more spinning your wheels on solid ground. You take to the skies to soar over traffic and get where you're going without wasting time. You've got the pedal to the metal and the wind in your hair and also at your feet. Uh, so yeah, for over. Thank you guys over at How Stuff Works for that wonderful that little quiz awesome there. Awesome quiz, we loved it. Yes, definitely. I want to be a flying. Yeah, I'm. I'm, sure. ho- I'm hoping, uh, Amory. Yes. Uh, talk about something for a second, so we can get some more results from our audience. More results from our audience. Oh, we're waiting for results. Yeah, I thought. So I thought it'd be nice. Might be nice to. Would be super neat. I wonder yeah. what some of the other options were because yeah. earlier when I took this by myself, I got a flying car too, and I was like, that's not fun. I hope a jetpack because jetpacks are fun, right? Yep. Definitely. I want to be so cool, like in that movie that we're gonna talk about. A little bit. Yes, yes, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, but I guess. Uh, oh, uh, when Ooh, when time machine? When got a time machine? I would have liked a time to have, machine. Why did we not get one? I would have loved to have gotten a time machine for sure. Hey, okay, so let's see here. Why don't we go ahead and uh, we're going to talk about a, a little thing real quick, and then we're going to go uh, go to Disney. Um, so uh, let's see, Amory, why don't you tell them a little bit about the ye old Patreon? Ye old Patreon. Hi, you may have heard of us. We do three weekly podcasts, you or you might have read about us on, on Buzzfeed, CNN, Buzzfeed, MTV, The Today Show, which wouldn't have happened without our patrons.
Patreon. Without our Patreon. Tell them Thank why. you to our patron, Michael Lucero, for mm-hmm. literally breaking the internet by responding to our commentary on Harry Potter mm-hmm. and the Sorcerer's Stone, which is a patron exclusive. Yes, uh, you guys unlocked that milestone yes. uh, just very recently. And we, If you haven't checked it out, go to All Post over on the Patreon and you'll be able to pull down that, uh, um, whatchamacallit, the, uh, yeah, the Harry Potter commentary. The Harry Potter uh, commentary. Trivia, J.K. Yes. Rowling is a boat. Uh, <laughs> That's just a little insider tip for you there. So, yes, um, but we also do two other podcasts, Greetings from Storybrooke mm-hmm. and Legends of Gotham, which are fan casts for Once Upon a Time. I've heard and of both Gotham, of those. Which will be starting here in the next couple of weeks. Oh, um, yes. So they both premiere like the same week. So yay, insanity. Mm-hmm. Um, but we really would like to be able to do more. We have a lost podcast that we would really love to we're get so going. Lost. We're so lost. Um, so if you'd like to contribute by making a monthly donation of, you know, 10 cents, $10, mm-hmm. $20, whatever you have lying around, go to patreon.com slash universe box and you can do that. Or there's a pretty button usually right above my head that says support this channel where you can make a one-time donation um, through YouTube. Now you also get all sorts of perks like you'll get access to all of Bill's books. You'll mm-hmm. get those commentaries. We will sing you a song. We'll write you a letter. We'll do a podcast specially for you. And I will say that any patrons who go ahead and sign up now and have an active uh, patronage mm-hmm. uh, in October will we're, we're going to start sending things out yeah physical goods uh, we, we're not exa- we still need to sit down and actually have a meeting to figure out exactly yes. what we're going to be sending out but stickers stickers or magnets coasters mouse pads something like something that something is coming so there will be physical goods for you it, it, it probably I'd say probably starting at like the $5 level yeah probably at about $5 you'll start getting some swag from us so yeah um, I, you know in if you're already a patron, if you want to get some of those physical goods, goods you can feel free to give for a month and then drop it back down if you need to. Yeah. That's fine, too. Yeah, we're all right with that. Just yeah, no judgments. Keep giving. No judgments. Um, so, yeah, go ahead and support us at patreon.com slash universe box. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's and good. thank you, uh, the 31 patrons. Thank you patrons to our 31 patrons. And I'm sorry, so. but really big thank yous to Michael Lucero for getting us on all sorts of news outlets. For, for being awesome. For being awesome. I'm getting totally random awesome. friends who are like, hey, <laughs> is this you? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It honestly, I, I was telling Anne-Marie earlier, it, it actually reminds me of, I, I had a video that was on Attack of the Show several years ago. And it, it reminds me of that because I just keep getting random like people that from my past like contact right. me. Hey, I saw your thing on the thing and the thing with the stuff yes so it's a lot of fun okay well we have a lot more to talk about tonight but first uh we're going to open up the memory box and uh in the memory box we're going to ask the question which version of the future at disney world is better epcot or tomorrowland we'll also show you some crazy commercials from the 50s uh that kind of wonder what life would be like in the year 2000 uh so uh we're going to be in the chat uh while we're playing this video and stuff and join us back here in a few Walt Disney loved to talk about the future. Today, we're looking at the future in Tomorrowland at Disney World and Epcot Center to discover which Disney future we like the best. The Carousel of Progress represents what we've done so far and reflects the constant state of change in society. The main character in every era thinks we've reached the pinnacle of human progress, only to be disproven in the next room. In the end, the carousel even gives us a look at life a week from tomorrow. Hi. Take a look around, Grandma. You're in the ship. Feels like I'm really there. Okay, get ready. You're about to blast off. Here goes nothing. Whoa. Right, here 
The entire Tomorrowland area is infused with hopeful signs of the future. Robots, bright neon lights, smooth curves, stitch. While it feels a little dated, it leaves you with a sense of wonder and hope. I'm here outside of Tomorrowland, and I'm going to talk a little bit about the retro version of the future. Now, I do really like it overall. I think it's hopeful. It's fun. You know, the 50s version is kind of inspired by that whole uh, Kennedy Camelot space race kind of thing. So a lot of fun, but at the same time, I, I think in some ways it, it could be a little bit damaging because it could set kids up with this expectation that it's expected, it's going to happen. Uh, this grand future that they uh, theorized in the 1950s was going to happen, so kids might stop trying. I, I think I, I think the balance is good. Like it, you know, uh, it, the futuristic, the very idealistic future is fine. But at the same time, I think it's important to also show that other side of it, that what can happen if we don't apply ourselves as a species, and show that a little bit of that dystopian side, too. But I really love uh, the 1950s, the Disney-fied uh, version of the future, especially here in Tomorrowland. It's so great. I really enjoy, enjoy the fun and the feel of it, and, you know, it's a great big, beautiful tomorrow. It's a lot of fun. Hi, guys. This is Anne-Marie, and I just wanted to give you a quick thought on what I think about Disney's version of the future. Um, I love it. Uh, I kind of wish it was real. Um, we all should be in spaceships and zooming around and having machines make our dinner and all that. Hey, there's the castle and there's the future. Um, so Tomorrowland is awesome and it really should be real. So um, the carousel of progress, I wish we could have more and more sections but there's only so much spinning it can do. Um, Space Mountain, I want more rides like that. Like, so super fun. Um, but yeah, I think I think Disney had it all, the nail on the head, but reality sort of took it crazy, and we progressed in ways that we maybe shouldn't have. Next, we went to Epcot Center's Future World to scope out the 80s-themed future. Future World is filled with futuristic attractions like the classic Spaceship Earth, which is a de facto sequel to the Carousel of Progress. Mission Space, where you get to be a crew member on a mission to Mars, the Test Track, Captain EO, and a ton of other fun attractions. On Spaceship Earth, they even let you see a glimpse of your own possible future. Here's ours. Welcome to the future, or should I say, your future. Here in your future, getting away on vacation is a breeze. Your smart suitcase knows where you're going and what you'll need. And with solar power from your home fueling station, you're off. You won't have to worry about your pets while you're gone, thanks to handy household robots. You'll leave your country home in an ultra-light, ultra-powerful, totally networked family car that can take you anywhere. Since you like to wing it for hotels and restaurants along the way, you can just relax and take things as they come. Getting there is half the fun, so your family car will be equipped with virtual tools to teach you about the world outside your window. 
you'll travel quickly and safely to places you can't imagine visiting today. And the moment you arrive at your ultimate vacation destination, you can dive right in to the future. The end, or should I say the beginning so of your future. I think in my other video, I really, really like the Magic Kingdoms version. I don't know. I, I think I was meant to like live in the 50s and 60s and stuff like that because I'm just like fascinated with them. Um, Epcot's a little bit more 80s uh, with the whole Captain EO and there's lots of stuff that, I mean, it opened in the 80s, so that would explain it. But I think I kind of enjoy Magic Kingdom's version better. Epcot's is pretty cool. There's been a lot of, there's a lot of fun rides and a lot of stuff, but I feel like there's more uh, progression almost at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Epcot is just really, um, there's not nearly as many rides and stuff that or shows that show that um, show the future aspects versus um, a Magic Kingdom. Like you don't have your Carousel of Progress. Now you do have your Spaceship Earth, which is very similar, but it's again really more pasty and not as much technology-wise. Okay, so we're here at Epcot. Uh, I've been here all day riding all sorts of rides, Captain EO, Figment in the Imagination, Soaring, and everything. And I've been kind of thinking, what's the difference between this park? and Magic Kingdom. Uh, first of all, it's very noisy. A lot of drunk people around. Uh, second of all, I think, you know, uh, Tomorrowland in the Magic Kingdom really focuses on kind of looking back at what we hope for the future. Back in the 50s and 60s with the whole space race and everything, where Epcot is really looking forward to the future. I mean, minus Spaceship Earth, the, the big globe uh, ride back here. Uh, which kind of uh, does a big comprehensive look back at technology throughout all the years and everything. But every ride here has a focus on what's coming next, what we're going to do in the future. And a, a lot of it's uh, seated in 80s sort of uh, futurism, which all, is all kind of a, a little grit, grungy, a little Blade Runnery, a little rough around the edges, like Captain EO. Uh, for example, all of the uh, characters are a little dirty, a little, little grungy. But uh, overall, it's a very hopeful outlook for the future where, you know, I, I think Tomorrowland uh, is kind of trying to ignore the fact that we might not have a very hopeful future and just focusing on what we thought the future would be years and years ago, where Epcot is really focusing on what cool stuff is coming up like everything from like the spaceship earth ride where they tell you you know what cool technologies you'll be using in the future to test track where they show you all the latest cars and the car concepts we're coming up with i i, I think uh i think epcot's a lot more hopeful than magic kingdom overall but that's my my take on it while we both came away with different conclusions we love the disney parks which means we'll have many more forward-looking adventures in the future. It was bedtime, all right, but there was Billy playing a new game protecting Earth from flying saucers. A flying saucer had landed, and out of it popped a saucer man. Show him your new Mattel Thunderbird gun, Billy. It fires with a real vibrating action in an entirely new way. No caps, no batteries. Pull the bolt, adjust the movable sight, and you're ready to fire again. That's not all, Saucer Man. Look at this new Metellomatic machine gun. Crank off a smoking burst. Or 
single shot. Too much for Mr. Saucer Man. Those guns are just out of this world. This is the dangerous way station on the road to the planets. The jumping off place for the fantastic rocket ship built in outer space. Yes, you'll be out of this world through every stirring moment of conquest of space. You'll live the strange, topsy-turvy life of men who live as no other men have lived before. Evacuate Section 34. Not tomorrow, not next year, but sometime before the year 2000 A.D., this amazing event will take place. And now you will be part of it. Rocketing beyond the horizon of our time to join the greatest human adventure of all time. Her brain kept alive by experimental science by a man whose abnormal passions inspired him to try the impossible. I brought her back. She'll live and I'll get her another body. Yes, and what of her soul? How can you make of her an experiment of horror? His mad ambitions and desires threaten every woman possessing an attractive body. Girls whose measurements make them beauty contest participants. Professional figure models such as this. All are prey to his distorted desires. What's locked behind that door? Horror. No normal mind can imagine. Something even more terrible than you. Horror has its ultimate. And I'm that. Behind that door is the sum total of Dr. Cordner's mistakes. He intends to kill somebody. To rob them of their body. We've got to stop him. Even science was stunned. The new atomic miracle should have been mankind's greatest boon. Instead, when such power to cause phenomenal growth proved dangerously unstable, man was confronted with his most shocking blunder. The isotope triggered our nutrient into a nightmare. A blunder that transformed a tiny insect into the hundred-foot spider that was now ravaging the panic-stricken countryside. Yeah, because you, you couldn't see those wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, things. I have no idea what happened on the commercial. Yeah, but we had a lot of fun during the break uh, talking to you guys yes. over in the chat room there. Some, talk to us some Back to the Future. Uh, people were slamming Michael Jackson Down for some reason. Down with Captain EO. Captain EO is the best ride Down ever. with Captain EO. It's not a ride. It's a movie. It, no, it it's is. It's a an bad ex- 80s movie. It is an experience. It, Captain EO is an experience. This is how I feel about it. 
Well, you know what? You probably turned this, off my this camera. This is how I feel about it. Don't badmouth Captain I EO. I will always. I will grip my teeth. Always. Every time. I know, but I thank you guys for uh, sticking with us. And uh, now it's time to find out if we will rediscover the wonder <laughs> we felt from our favorite movies and TV shows in The Wonder Box. Now, this week, it's Dr. Ross versus Dr. House in a battle for the future. Pick up that pin and join us in the dimension where we're talking about Tomorrowland, which yeah, I know we said last week... <laughs> I know that we it, just said we weren't going to do that, any newer that, that for Wonder Boxes where we were going to concentrate on uh, stuff we'd actually seen when we were kids. But uh, we wanted to make this one exception just because we, we love really this movie so much. Movie. So, uh, Amory, why don't you go ahead with the uh, rhyming episode summary and then we'll talk some Tomorrowland 2015. Tomorrowland. Frank is a boy with his own special jetpack. He's got it to fly, although he's had setbacks. He's whisked quickly away to another dimension where Governor Nix has evil intentions. Humanity sporting a blue sorrow brand from another dimension. Tomorrowland. 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 It's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day. Did you notice that was in the score a little bit of this movie? They had no. that song oh, yeah, in the yeah, score yeah, a little yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. Although they fe- they fully featured It's a Small World After All. Because I think that ride kind of factors into the movie a little bit. But Anne-Marie, uh, what did you think about it overall? Thumbs up. You liked it? Yep. You liked it? So yep. did I. So did I. Uh, although, I, I mean, that's not to say I don't have my complaints. You always have a complaint. I don't think I I've do. ever known anything you haven't complained ex- about except Captain Yu. Hey. Hey. I'm complaining right now. Stop saying I have complaints about stuff. I no, mean. my glasses make me immune oh, to your glasses. laser gun. Okay, no, but one of the big problems I had with this, and this was a problem, I think, with the marketing as much as it was with the movie itself, is that it was really trying to be three different movies. Uh, so it ended up confusing uh, the potential audience because, you know, Clooney would be talking about uh, his uh, Frank and Athena's love story, him and the robot girl. Love story in, the movie, in interviews. Uh, yeah, if, if you haven't seen the movie, we're spoiling stuff here. Uh, yeah. Sorry about that. But we'll, we won't get too deep, I guess. Yes, we will. Yeah, we probably will. We will. Okay, and then there's another aspect of the movie, uh, which uh, you might have seen in some trailers, which is kind of, you know, save the world. Save Find Tomorrowland, yes. save the world. And uh, then the third aspect is uh, the young girl, the teenage girl, Casey, Mm -hmm. trying to find herself and uh, find her place in the world and everything, uh, which if you had seen interviews with that actress, you might think that's the main plot of the movie. So I I really think the marketing especially and uh, really even maybe the movie – uh, to a degree, should have really focused on that find Tomorrowland, save the world right. plot device, the road trip, which I, I think was the most compelling part of the entire movie. Right. Uh, but uh, they also introduced this, and I think this felt like an add-on after the fact, this framing device where Frank and Casey, George Clooney, and I, I don't know the actress's name. I don't know anything. Uh, George Clooney in a wig. No, hey, that wasn't it, actually. But uh, they, they have this framing device where they're like talking to the new recruits for Tomorrowland at the beginning of the movie. And trying to explain their place in the story. And it just kind of conf- it feels tacked on and it really confused things a lot. Brent Robertson. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I, I really thought that the movie should have just opened up with the, with the flashback, with the uh, kid version of Frank uh, bringing his jetpack to the World's Fair. And uh, maybe, maybe then cut to a montage of his time in Tomorrowland before he got banished. Mm-hmm. Uh, then fl- just flash forward to the present day with Casey uh, hitting up the uh, launch pad. 
and everything to try and uh, to try and uh, say, you know stop the, uh, right. the them tearing down the launch the pad and everything. So I, I think that would have made the movie feel a little more focused. But in the, instead, they kind of like went back and forth in the beginning with this Just big little, framing sequence. See, that didn't really bother me that much. It bothered me a little bit. I- that's because you're picky. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you, you're picky. You seem like you had had a, a, a big revelation over there. Was that something? Um, I was. Um, yeah, she was in Swingtown. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, with Lana Priya. With Lana Priya. Yeah. Interesting. But yeah, that that was my big. Well, I had two complaints about the movie. One was about the major thematic theme, which I'll get to in a minute. But that that was my main one. Right. So uh, I love the entire concept of the two wolves um, mm-hmm. that they introduced in the beginning. And it sort of is her revelation as to how to save the world um, was the two wolves. You have the darkness and the light and the one that lives is the one that you feed. Mm-hmm. That's such a basic like this is true. This is life. Like if you're cranky and angry all the time, you're going to be cranky and angry all the time and everything's going to be cranky. But yeah. if you're positive and you try to go for, you know, a good something good, something good will happen to you. Mm-hmm. The power of positive thinking, folks. I love it. It's really it's probably something that I need to keep in my head a little bit more and maybe, you know, teach small people to do. Um, I don't know. I just, for some reason, this movie really, um, you know, hit with that. Yeah. And I, I really like that too. I, I think, I think what they were saying was feeding those wolves. I, that, I have a bit of a problem with that, but again, we'll Wait, get that to, oh, okay. to that later. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I, I, Monica in the chat room says, okay. I, I didn't see much of the marketing, but I didn't have any issue following the plot at all. No, what, it definitely wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, yeah, basically all I had seen about it before mm-hmm. seeing the movie, I've gone back and seen interviews with some of the stars and stuff like that after the fact but i had just seen that uh that commercial or that trailer where she picks up the pin in the jail cell we saw the trailer like 16 times because Mm -hmm. it was on the disney station on the roku and when you're watching a show small children are watching a show they play the or the commercial twice for break (laughs) That's the only commercial you get. Yeah. So, so they we watched over and it over, over, and over and over and over. And they kept going, we want to see Tomorrowland. Mm-hmm. So we saw Tomorrowland. But yeah, it was, it was all that – just that scene in the jail cell. And, right. And I, one other thing that I thought was kind of eh, – like I, I was kind of curious about was just uh, that, that pin itself because mm-hmm. basically what it is, it's the, this pin that uh, – it, it works by making you think you're in Tomorrowland when you touch it. It's kind of like a it's VR commercial. device or something. Yeah, it's a commercial, a virtual reality commercial. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you pick it up, it, you touch it, and suddenly you're in Tomorrowland. You're right. with that big spire you see in between me and Emery on the screen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, you're out in this wheat field mm-hmm. outside of Tomorrowland. And so, you know, you're like, hey, I want to go to that big castle or whatever. So you start walking. But the thing is, you're also walking in the real world. Right. Like, you're not just walking. That's wa- crazy. You're and why just, would they do that? Yeah, you're not just walking in the simulation. You're walking, you're moving around in real life as well. And, you know, it seems like a really dangerous way to show people Tomorrowland because the, yeah. the, the whole premise is you're getting this pin because you're one of the smart, creative types who should be in Tomorrowland. And this is your kind of uh, an advertisement. Come join us in Tomorrowland. Well, maybe Case is the only one who fell down a set of stairs and walked into a swamp. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, uh, why not make it uh, where you can actually uh, where either uh, you can kind of see like an overlay of Tomorrowland on real life or uh, you don't actually move around in real life while you're moving around in the simulation because yeah like you said casey hits her head she falls down the stairs she almost drowns in the swamp yeah uh, because of this odd design fall i uh, you think uh because tomorrowland's supposed to be this collection of the greatest minds in the world and you you'd think they would have thought of that 
But I think it was a matter of like completely submerging you into that Tomorrowland. Like I really think that everything that was in this commercial was amazing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I maybe they originally thought of it as a stagnant something yeah. or like a video. Mm-hmm. But you know, those great minds—they're not—they're not satisfied with just that video. They had to have more. They needed more, and they knew that in order to convince people, they needed to give them more mm-hmm. in order to make them try to find their way there basically because all you have is this like anamorphic is that the right word no I don't know. She's a robot girl. I, uh, well, they no, they called them audio animatronics. Audio like, animatronics. Like they call the robots in, in Disney World and stuff. Oh, that's even crazy. They call those animatronics. So. Yeah. Um, but like that's your only guide. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love the commercial though. Uh, Angel T says uh, she wonders, uh, based on the success of this movie, I wonder. she wonders how the Jungle Cruise movie <gasps> they're There's developing. There's a Jungle Cruise movie? Yeah. The Rock is developing a Jungle Cruise movie. <gasps> oh, The Rock. But the, the, way, <laughs> the way I've heard it explained is that like Disney's okay uh, throwing one of these projects out based on a ride every once in a while because they, they they did like a haunted mansion movie that yeah. didn't do bu- didn't bonkers and stuff. But the thing is, it's it's a relatively small Easy. investment for a company like Disney. Right. And if it takes off and does pirate business, right. you know, Pirates of the Caribbean business, then you know it's a yeah, new they're, franchise. They're for golden. Them. I can't wait to see what Pirates looks like when it reopens. Side mm-hmm. um, Oh, Bobby says uh, the pins sound like uh, when people are staring at their phones and walk out into traffic. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Basically, basically, I have run into things. Did, at my did phone. you think that it was like kind of a, a one-to-one situation where? Because I know she she uh, she kind of spotted out where Tomorrowland was and then hopped on her bike and pedaled there. So do you think it was just like that dimension overlaid on ours? So you could let you know you could walk for like a mile. And then um, and and be a mile closer to the Tomorrowland or whatever. Maybe, but mm-hmm. I'm not sure because you know she was moving in a car and she wasn't getting much closer. Mm-hmm. So you know, there's fine. <laughs> Bobby said the rock is in it; it'll probably do just fine. <laughs> Agreed. I'm just curious how they'll do with that. Can you smell what the Jungle Cruise is cooking? Oh, they weren't allowed to cook. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> we just went out this week. <laughs> um. Okay, but I loved everything about that commercial. Like the looks of that. I want to know how to make that a reality. Like the commercial mm-hmm. worked. Me. Sorry. So if, <laughs> if I can find a ship, I'm going. There were jetpacks. Anne Marie is abandoning our dimension and going to Tomorrowland. I'm out. Mic drop. Um, <laughs> there's a trackless monorail, a hover rail, um, interactive transparent displays, flying bottomless pools. These pools were amazing. People. Oh, I love the pools. They, you would jump. You would swim around and then you flow out the bottom into another one. Like you would be mm-hmm. diving for like a lot of stories, like 10, yeah, 15 just down stories. Down through multiple like, pools. It was insane. I would love to see the Olympics of that. Um, there was a tree growing in the middle of the city that had like these pods growing out of it. I don't know if they mm-hmm. were houses or offices or anything. They weren't leaves. They were definitely like building structure. Mm-hmm. And then there's like these manned robot or not robots, ro- rockets taking off <laughs> in the middle of the city, just like right next to you. I'm like, you don't need a run. Mm-hmm. And it goes like, boom, done. Like, it was like Mission Space. Um, <laughs> I want to be there. I want to go there. I want to go where yeah. the future is. Yeah, Tomorrowland was like the, the land itself was really it was cool. amazing. If anything, like I was a little disappointed that we didn't get to spend more time there. Yeah. Like, especially yes. when it was fully functional and everything. Because, you know, you see a little bit of it in that first scene with little Frank. But then when you come back to it, it's basically just Governor Nix and his audio animatronic robot right. guards. And everyone else is, is ducked out right. or whatever. Although one thing, and I don't think I, this made it into my notes, so I wanted to mention it. 
they 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 it's a plot device within the movie that who was it? It's a Tesla mm-hmm. and I Edison. Yes, Tesla Edison. Oh. Yeah, I think I wrote it down. Oh, there's two more. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's see here. Um, Land. Yeah, edit. Edison, uh, Jules Verne, t- uh, Tesla, and uh, Professor Idol. Uh, but basically, I, they, they were kind of like this Avengers-type yeah. group of brilliant guys who, who uh, were part of the inception of Tomorrowland. Right. They kind of created it. So, yeah. so I, I thought that was really cool, too. Okay, now, I, what I was talking about as far as, like, the thematic stuff that I had an issue with, mm-hmm. I was well, there was a lot of stuff uh, in this movie, cynicism versus optimism, uh, realism versus idealism. That was kind of the thematic push and pull through the out the entire movie now frank uh george clooney's character i when we meet him he, he's originally an optimist but when we meet him later in his life uh through most of the movie he's a cynic Super yeah and casey is an eternal optimist i yep. uh, and you know they say as much about both of these characters in the movie mm-hmm. now as far as frank i don't think he wanted to be cynical i uh, he, he was kind of forced to be he was kind of pressured to be backed into a corner with it when he's banished from tomorrowland by governor nix for creating this uh, sort of time monitor thing, right? Uh, which kind of kind of shows by the end of humanity or whatever. Basically, uh, it's but in the thing, days. thing is, even when he's still he's he's kind of like a homebody, uh, a hermit in this house with these monitors and everything. But he's still nostalgic. You know, he's sentimental. He's a dreamer, uh, like he always was. Uh, not only did he have an escape plan ready to break free if uh, they ever got too close, right. you know, but he he also I, I noticed when the robot sh- the animatronics show up to mm-hmm. kill him and take Casey, mm-hmm. uh, the first thing he does is he goes and saves all the family photos and that holographic projector thing, yes. like holographic viewmaster, uh, you know. So he's he's very sentimental and still. Uh, Wanting to preserve all of this uh, stuff from his past, even with his life on the line. I, now, uh, the big thematic conclusion uh, at the, the end of the movie uh, it really focused that on, on the fact that uh, dystopian fiction and things like that were, were kind of like a result of the big conflict in the movie. And that uh, focusing on messages like that, like kind of like a Hunger Games scenario or a Maze yes. Runner scenario, would hold us back from a bright future. I, as Governor Nix says in the movie, humanity gives up. And uh, it, be, because of these dystopian, uh, you know, kind of a signal that's being broadcast into everyone's head. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I, I kind of disagree with this point, and I actually find this point a little bit cynical that right. this d- dystopian fiction uh, makes us cynical and will keep us from that bright tomorrow uh, in Tomorrowland. Now, I, I think exploring uh, dark futures like these in fiction form, uh, it's a good place to kind of a kind of a lab to uh, experiment with them, and it also helps inform us and uh, inform us and to help us avoid them. Mm-hmm. You, you know, one example I thought of uh, during the movie was like 1984, for example. Like a lot of the reason uh, people are so up in arms about you know privacy issues and the NSA and stuff today is because we saw those themes explored in the classic novel 1984. Right, a- and you know they even mentioned some of the, some mm-hmm. of these classic novels like Brave New World and stuff. Well, that in was the movie. The, yeah, that was when her uh, she was in school and everybody's mm-hmm. telling her all these awful, awful things, and she's like, "How do we fix it?" And everybody just ignores her. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Continue. It, no, it, but definitely. It, but I, I think, you know, 
it, it is dangerous to kind of focus on the negative all the time instead of kind of hoping for the future. But at the same time, you know, these dystopian fiction specifically is really important to a hopeful future because it makes us aware of the darkness when it occurs so we can, you know, guard against it, route around it for that brighter tomorrow. Right. But that, that's just my thought. Okay. Uh, Monica says also, as far as the pools, that she loves swimming, but uh, would be battling her fear of heights. In oh, the, it would be insane. It would be absolutely, absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the parallels between Frank's giant end of the world prediction device and Casey's drone driving in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like she instantly, that they put her in front of this you know, big globe thing where she can go anywhere, basically in any time. Mm-hmm. And she instantly knows how it works because that's how she thinks. And that's how and she gets it. And this just proves how smart she is and how forward thinking, like she instantly like there's a lot of that. Yeah. And you know, Nick's and Frank are just like, huh? <laughs> like she just gets it. She just she just sees it and she already knows. Um, but the thing that confused me with all that though was the static. How did the static the static appear? Like, because she's going mm-hmm. to basically the end of the world, which is in fifty eight days. Fun, yeah. Fun fact. Um, but how does the static appear? How do they know what's before and after the static? How well, does the static happen? I, I got the impression that the static was whatever event brought about the end of the world. So maybe it was like a huge nuclear explosion or something that messed with those uh, tachyon particles like it just jumbled them all up but then after the fact after it settled down you could see again right Mm -hmm. okay that's fair you know but i was just gonna say one little uh, issue i had with that and it wasn't really a big issue because i mean this is very common in fiction Mm -hmm. but uh, casey kind of operated within the movie as like a chosen one kind of like a a harry potter where she she uh could just naturally do all these things that the other characters who had a lot of experience in the world couldn't necessarily do which i I didn't have a huge problem with it i i noticed it and i I don't think that she could do stuff that people that other people couldn't do mm -hmm. because both obviously nix and frank could both do it she just happened to pick it up so quickly yeah because it was a similar system that she had already used through the drone Mm -hmm. so i don't think it was actually like magical new thing and she just didn't she just knew how to do it no but i mean they cover that repeatedly that she just knows how things work when she like corrects her dad's stuff yeah yeah and he's like how did you and he's like you'd have gotten you'd have gotten there dad so oh uh, bobby says in the chat room if all you do is point out flaws it's easy to get discouraged very true Mm -hmm. very true i i'm just saying i i don't think writing dystopian stories and dystopian fiction are really pointing out flaws so much as creating a mythological base for us to access in times of trouble, you know, to kind of see where we are, reference where we are. And, you know, like I said, route around it, guard against it. Like, you know, and I mean, you know, it's, I think it's good to be critical, but you can't just be critical. No, you know, you, you have to, you have to uh, have a little hope in there sometimes too, for sure. (laughs) Okay. There were also a lot of uh, Disney Easter eggs in this movie. I figured I'd point out, um, let's see. Uh, well, the, uh, the hover rail for the monorail, of course, uh, there, there were, uh, you know, there were all sorts of references to different rides and things. Uh, there were, I noticed, uh, at one point Frank and Casey retrieve a, a scooter 
to try and get away. Oh. And if you look in the headlight, there's a hidden Mickey, like you find in Disney World everywhere. There's like you know the two circles with the one circle, and uh, Fra- Frank has a line, "Well, zippity do for you." Yes. Uh, there, there's a, a scene in a hobby shop, and there's just a ton of Star Wars stuff everywhere because it's it's kind of like a sci-fi well, shop. It's a sci-fi shop. I mean, you gotta have what's gonna. Sell. But obviously, Disney owns the Star Wars stuff now, so yeah, they they, they put it in there all over the place. Oh, there's Star Wars stuff everywhere. And I also noticed it, it, in the the climax of the movie, uh, they they take the Eiffel Tower and mm. they use it as a rocket. No, I, it was. The rocket was underneath, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, but uh, it, it, this, it was set up by that, that kind yeah. of secret Avengers uh, group of yeah. scientists and creatives and stuff. But I noticed, uh, and just because we've been to Epcot so much recently, to, to get out of uh, the Earth's atmosphere and everything, oh, yeah! it takes the exact same flight path as the rocket in Mission, mission the ride Mission Space uh, when you're going to Mars on Mission Space. So I thought that was a lot That's of fun, fun, too. I didn't even, like, I didn't even catch that. Until yeah, because it just, like, spins out around the moon and then heads back and shoots yes. over Earth, which is exactly what happens in Mission That's Space. That's fantastic. Okay. Oh, uh, Bobby also says that his voicemail we have coming up in a little bit uh, touches on the themes of this film, although he's never seen the movie. Nice. So, interesting. Should be fun. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I love basically the final message in the end. Um, obviously, I've just been a big fan of the movie, but um, I like that it's, you know, it takes everybody to have a happy and exciting and fun world like mm-hmm. it takes all kinds in the end they're going after art artists humanitarians scientists mathematicians judges activists like zoologists mm-hmm. everybody musicians musicians well that's an artist <laughs> um like there is somebody from every walk of life mm-hmm. and i'm just curious like they all have to work together one thing i'm curious though is what does the commercial look like now yeah yeah I want to see the new commercial. Mm-hmm. Well, like the thing is too, is it, it, one thing I, I, I felt walking away from this movie is I would love to see more stories set in this world. Right. I'm really sad that the movie didn't do better because there's probably they less chance that's going to happen. They completely, completely marketed it wrong. But then again, maybe, you know, Disney has deep pockets. Maybe if they're committed to it, they could do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, what kind of threat would come to threaten Tomorrowland as they leave it? At the end of the movie. Right. Yeah. And I, I definitely, you know, like, uh, I, I, I just think, you, you know, it's good to be hopeful. It's good to be, you know, positive and everything. But at the same time, I don't think, it, I don't think it's a positive and I don't think it would, uh, lead us to a better tomorrow to bury our heads in the sand from problems that we face either. Yeah. You, you, no, I'm not saying bury your face in the sand. Yeah. But, I, you know, I, I, I'm saying for the, a positive solution. Yeah. I'm saying the, the movie was saying that to a degree. Mm. To, and that was the, the one kind of thematic thing I had a little bit of an issue with maybe that's why i'm so critical of it but, but no Probably. i like really I, and we'll, we'll get to this in a second uh, but I, I did really love the movie but okay well we had so many notes for this movie that we thought now would be a good time to a uh, kind of uh you know uh, just shout out some of our notes so Mary, why don't you start? little casey loves the stars because she's going to go there mm-hmm. I, I was wondering if they invented immortality in Tomorrowland. Like, why why didn't uh, Governor Nix age at all? And why like, why didn't Frank age at all while he was there? He did. did no, I don't think he did because uh, when they banished him, he was around the same age he no. was when he got there. Nuh-uh. I thought so. It was the 80s. No, because – But it, between the 80s and now was only, you well, know, 25 he, years. He went over there in the 50s. yeah. He came out in the 80s, and he was only about 50 in the modern day. So he, he kind of – because okay. it was 82 – Maybe it's just slower. Time goes slower there. I actually, feel like they addressed that. I, I referenced 1984 uh, earlier, but actually 1984 was the year he came out of Tomorrowland. Which nice. Really 
uh, crazy laser guns from the store. Lots um, of crazy laser guns. Lots of crazy laser mm-hmm. guns. Casey finds out Athena's a robot. Ka- robot. Casey steals car. Athena's hit by the car. Athena then chases the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, guard dog isn't real. I, I thought it was interesting that Governor Nix, uh, the reason the world was put into peril is because he canceled the party. Yes. And, start, and started and let, let this uh, message that he knew was broadcasting out to people, broadcast out mm-hmm. to people. I think it was because, I think he did it knowingly. Yeah. Because he didn't want, he, he thought that he was better than everybody else and right. he wanted Tomorrowland for himself. Right. Uh, video player um, on the mantle looks a lot like the viewfinder in the Carousel of Progress. Yes. Very early in the Carousel of Progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, the the viewfinder. It also it reminded me a little of a Viewmaster too. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was uh, interesting that, uh, that you know the whole road trip part of it. They go from uh, Houston to New York State, and it feels like it takes like a day. That's at least a two or three day trip. It took two or three days. Did it take two or three yeah. days? Uh, cables that transmit people cold, loud, lose ninety percent of blood sugar. Coke inside Eiffel Tower. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that Athena. Uh, played jokes on Casey, uh, kind yes. of t- adapting Frank's uh, sense of humor mm-hmm. uh, from earlier in the movie. Oh, uh, Bobby says uh, that could be the plot for the sequel. Someone comes from the future warning us that we were being too optimistic. I like that. Mm-hmm. I li- I'm going to write it right now. I like now. it. Do it. Um, everyone in Paris films the rocket taking off on their phones and tablets. Mm-hmm. Um... See here. Uh why don't you let people in? <laughs> I, I also thought that it was really sad. Like a big part of uh, Casey's plot in the movie is that uh, they're destroying a NASA platform and the, the NASA space program is being disbanded. Uh-huh. Kind of hit close to home because that's actually kind of happening in the real world too. They're kind of privatizing space. and It's sad to see NASA kind of losing clout in the world of space travel. Uh, Uh, Plants that light up. I want them. I don't remember where they were, but I want them. (laughs) Okay. And Angel in the chat room also says uh, that she thought the commercials showed off – showing off the place was was interesting. It would be cool to have like a miniseries based in that setting. Oh, yeah. That would be fun. Miniseries, a cartoon, even a CGI series. Yep. Uh, You know, it would be a lot of fun. Okay, so Anne Marie, does it pass the wonder test? Did it did it uh, give you wonder? Yes. Gimme, gimme, gimme. I want it, I want it, I want it. I love, love, love this. Um, yeah, basically I loved the movie. I would love to see more of this movie. I would love to see it properly marketed so that everybody wants to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Give this puppy a re-release. Excellent. And uh yes, uh while I have some issues with the thematic statement at the end, it was a super fun adventure. Uh it was both heartbreaking and hopeful at parts. Mm-hmm. Uh plus Clooney knocked it out of the park like always. Yeah. Gotta love the Cloon. Uh, he the played clone. Batman. The Cloon. Gotta love the Cloon. Gotta love the Cloon. He, he was also very good on uh, Stephen Colbert's first late show, by the way. Yeah, Bo- uh, Colbert but, without the T. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, I'd love to see more stories in this world, but mm-hmm. it doesn't look likely at this juncture. Hopefully that will change. Hopefully that will change. Okay. Casey said NASA's going for deep space, leaving Earth orbit for commercial. Or at least that's what it should be doing. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, Mars, Jupiter, uh, black holes. And beyond. All that kind of stuff. And Casey's the guy who knows because Casey in oh, the chat. Oh, isn't he the one that goes to all the launches? Yeah, he goes to all the launches. He's super He's big on guy. space. So definitely. He's that guy. Yeah, and we should he do a says, space one and have him here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, Casey. Uh, sometime uh, we'd love. Hi, lo- Casey. We're, we're booking. If you it. have thoughts on this, uh, submit oh, for our leftovers episode, uh, universeboxshow at gmail.com, 424 Hey, there's a Disney show, call- show coming called Miles of Tomorrowland. Miles <laughs> from Tomorrowland. I'm going to. Isn't that a kid's show? I'm checking it out right here, right Look now. Look at We're both Googling. Yeah, this it's, is what we do now. It, it's Disney Junior. Disney. 
So, Junior. Yeah, hey, this is already out. Yeah, it looks like the- themed very Tomorrowland yes. and everything. Why didn't we? Uh, and there's a, a, the subtitle "Space Mission Mars," <gasps> which is kind of interesting. Oh, but the thing is, you know, I, I it might just have like a common inspiration though, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because they're probably both just based on Tomorrowland. Yes. Especially if it's already out, because I don't think they would have had an animated series out that quickly. Yeah, it's out. But uh, lots of good stuff there. Lots Mm -hmm. of good stuff. Okay, we do have this here uh, in the history box. Oh, the history box. Yes. Yes. uh, We're going to take a look back at what the Ladies Home Journal thought the future would look like all the way back in the 19th century. I wonder what they got right. So, Anne-Marie, you got a chance to look through this. Did you see anything um, interesting? It's it's an old article, or like an old article from the Ladies' Home Journal that BuzzFeed ran, as well as uh, some other websites. Oh, oh, okay. This was my favorite. Few mm. drugs will be swallowed or taken into the stomach unless needed for the direct treatment of the organ itself. Nice. Drugs needed by the lungs, for instance, will be applied directly to those organs through skin and flesh. Yeah, I, I like this one. There will be no C, X, or Q in our everyday alphabet. What? They will be abandoned because unnecessary. Uh, spelling by sound will have been adopted, first by the newspapers. Uh, English will be a language of condensed words expressing condensed ideas and will be more extensively spoken than any other. Russian will rank second, I, which nice. has kind of happened to a degree because, you know, there's kind of like a, an abbreviated typing that people do in texting now and online, like the acronyms online, like LOL, <laughs> ROTFL, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, so, so, yeah, we didn't lose any letters from the alphabet, but we have kind of shortened up the language a little bit. Yes. Everybody will walk 10 miles. <laughs> Gymnastics will begin in the nursery where toys and games will be designed to strengthen the muscles. Exercise mm-hmm. will be compulsory in schools. Every school, college, and community will have a complete gymnasium. All cities will have public gymnasiums. A man or woman unable to walk 10 miles at a stretch will be regarded as a weakling. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Rascal scooters probably say uh... <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. I, However, I, Fitbits agree. They, yeah, they are. So they, it's actually is. I mean, it's a little. It's not necessarily you're a weakling, but that's how a lot of people are starting to healthify themselves. We're starting to trend that way a little bit. We kind of are starting to trend Which that is way good. a little bit. Yeah, another thing uh, that's kind of interesting that's kind of coming to fruition now. Oh, and Muser says leet speak. Uh, very much, very true. Yes. Uh, as far as like losing uh, letters and uh, truncating the language. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, one of the other predictions is no. Mis- mosquitoes nor flies insect screens will be uh, unnecessary mosquitoes house flies and roaches will all have been practically exterminated uh, boards of health will have destroyed all mosquito haunts and breeding grounds uh, drained all stagnant ponds filled in all the swamplands and chemically treated all still water streams wow the extermination of the horse and its stable were and it's stable. We'll reduce the house fly. You're getting rid of horses? They're going to kill all the horses. That's awful. <laughs> that is absolutely awful. No, oh, however. Well, well, wait a second. I, I was just going to say that this is kind of happening, though. Because The I, bee thing? Well, no, not the bee thing. They're actually specifically with mosquitoes. They're trying to kill off a lot of the mosquitoes. What they've done is they've genetically engineered a mosquito, a male – I believe it's a male mosquito. I could be wrong on that. Interesting. That, uh, that is uh, very sexually attractive to other mosquitoes but is also infertile. So uh, basically they're introducing these infertile sexy mosquitoes into the mosquito <laughs> population. Infertile sexy. 
sexy mosquitoes. This is so weird. Yeah, infertile se- sexy mosquitoes into the mosquito population <laughs> and eventually hoping that it will thin out the mosquito population and they'll all die off, or a lot of them will, because mosquitoes are a huge vector for disease, not not just here, but in the third world. So I think it's interesting, uh, definitely. And Casey says, how's that going down in Florida? Not very no, well. No, not, not very happening. Well. Um, ready cooked meals will be bought from establishments similar to our bakeries of today. They will mm-hmm. purchase materials in tremendous wholesale quantities and sell the cooked good foods at a price much lower than the cost of individual cooking. Food will be served hot or cold to private houses in pneumatic tubes or automatic wagons. <laughs> the meal being over, the dishes used will be packed and returned to the cooking establishments where they will be washed. Such wholesale cookery will be done in electric lab laboratories rather than kitchen. These laboratories will be equipped with electric stoves and all sorts of electric devices such as coffee grinders, egg beaters, stirrers, shakers, parers, meat choppers, meat saws, potato mashers, lemon squeezers, dishwashers, <laughs> dish dryers, and the like. All such utensils will be washed in chemicals fatal to disease microbes. Having one's o- having one's own cook and purchasing one's own food will be an extravagance (laughs) yes please yeah although i I do think it's funny that so many of these uh have to do with uh electricity yes because electricity was a new thing then right so like if we were doing predictions today it would be internet and robots like we did a couple weeks ago and stuff uh but let's see here uh this one pretty much true now photographs will be telegraphed from any distance if there be a battle in china a hundred years hence snapshots of its most striking events will be published in the newspapers an hour later even today photographs are being telegraphed over short distances which i didn't know that i didn't know that they were photograph or telegraphing photographs back then Mm -hmm. and photographs will also reproduce all of nature's colors yeah pretty much Similarly, telephones around the world, wireless telephone and telegraph circuits will span the world. A husband in the middle of the Atlantic will be able to converse with his wife sitting on her mm. in her boudoir in Chicago. <laughs> Skyping. We, we will be able to telephone to China quite as readily as we now talk from New York to Brooklyn. See, it's fu- an- funny because Muster says, and still none of these futurists saw the coming of the internet. The, the last yes. two, it'll catch up, Muster. Um, but the automatic signal, they will connect with the circuit. They're locally without the inter- intervention of a hello girl. <laughs> okay, and uh, they also kind of predicted GMOs here because they're yeah, saying they uh, strawberries as large as apples will be eaten by our great-great-great-grandchildren for their Christmas dinners a hundred years hence. Raspberries and blackberries will be as will be as large. One will suffice for the fruit course of each uh, person. Strawberries and cranberries will be grown upon tall bushes. Uh, cranberries, gooseberries, and currants will be as large as oranges. One cantaloupe will supply an entire family. Uh, melons, cherries, grapes, plums, apples, peaches, and pears and berries will be seedless, mm-hmm. and uh, figs will be cultivated over the entire United States. Which I will say that when we were at Epcot living on the land, uh, they take you through uh, this greenhouse where they're working on a lot of this stuff, trying to make make plants bigger and make them grow more efficiently in smaller spaces and using fish and stuff like that. Uh, Angel T says, uh, should we start calling our cell phones Hello Girls now? Yes. Yes. Where's my Hello Girl? Hold on. You're going to call Suri and tell her to call her. Hello Girl. Hello there, Bill. Hello there, Bill. There's my hello go right there. Hello, hello girl. Hello go. Hello, hello girl. Okay, right last one. Story. 
Black, blue, and green roses. Roses will be as large as cabbage heads. Violets will grow to the size of orchids. A pansy will be the large, be as large in diameter as a sunflower. A century ago, the pansy measured but half an inch across the face. There will be black, blue, and green roses. It will be possible to grow any flower in any color and to transfer the perfume of a scented flower to another which is odorless. Then may the pansy be given the perfume of the violet. Ooh. That sounds sultry. Okay, a couple more here that oh, I see that are, are good ones. Yeah, yeah, they, that are kind of uh, coming true right now. Uh, store purchases by tube. Uh, pneumatic tubes instead of store wagons will deliver packages and bundles. These tubes will collect, deliver, and transport mail over certain distances, perhaps for perhaps for hundreds of miles. They will first connect with the private houses of the wealthy, uh, then with all homes. Uh, which I, I I say this to mention one uh, we didn't really get the pneumatic tubes, but uh, I think uh, if they predicted planes, uh, that that kind of helps speed things along. You know, over the hundreds of miles as far as shipping goods back and the forth. The drones now you get the drones the from dro- Amazon. Yeah, I was going to say Amazon's working on their drone program, and Amazon in a lot of bigger cities has same day delivery. So one you- hour. So it might one hour even. Yeah, it might not be pneumatic too, but uh, you can either get a same day delivery to your house, an hour delivery to a locker at the corner store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so you don't have to go across town to get something. The corner it, store. The corner store. Right. All right. How, market. Oh, don't do that again. How children will be taught? A university education will be free. To every man and woman. Free. Several great national universities will have been established. Children will study a simple English grammar adapted to simplified English and not copied after the Latin. Uh, Time will be saved by grouping like studies. Poor students will be given um, free board, free clothing, and free books if ambitious and actually unable to meet their school and college (laughs) expenses. Medical inspectors regularly visit the public schools to furnish poor children with free eyeglasses, free dentistry, and free medical attention of every kind. That's actually kind of true. The very poor will, when necessary, get free rides to and from school and free lunches between sessions. Yep. Um, in vacation time, poor children will be taken on trips to various parts of the world. Mm. Etiquette and housekeeping will be important studies in public schools. And Angel says, uh, the, the education one makes me sad. Well, not sad, but makes me wish they were right. Yes. Yeah, and they're talking about yes. a cantaloupe-sized melon or watermelons. There are those. I yeah. almost bought one, but then, you know, next to it was a gigantic one for $4. And Amuster says she's conversing with her husband from the boudoir uh, <laughs> via yelling downstairs to the kitchen. <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, and uh, one thing I I, I, – because we never read this intro here, and it sounds kind of – What intro? uh, The intro to the article. These prophecies will seem strange, almost impossible, (gasps) yet they have come from the most learned and conservative minds in America. Stupid conservatives. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) To the wise – I think it's a different kind of conservative. I think so too. To the wisest and most careful men in our great institutions of science and learning I have gone, asking each in turn to forecast for me what, in his opinion – will have been wrought in his own field of investigation before the dawn of 2001, a century from now. These opinions I have carefully transcribed. And he did. And a lot of them were... Americans will be taller. That's true. That's very true. Yep. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see anything else here uh, that we missed. Uh, To England in two days, less than now. Uh, There will be airships. Kind of. Aerial warships, uh, forts on wheels. No wild animals. Yeah, that one's kind of crazy. Yeah, but uh, if, and few drugs will be swallowed. Ha, yeah. ha, 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 ha. Nope. 
Uh, everyone's a, a drug head these days. I already read that one. You darn drug heads. You're a darn drug No, but I, a lot of fun. And that we'll have good. the link in the show notes for this over at universebox.com for sure. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, we, we've kind of passed time here. We're going to skip the idiot box for Sorry. tonight. Maybe we'll save we'll it. We'll save it for uh, uh, leftovers. leftovers. Uh, email us that so I remember it. Um, okay. And mark it as leftovers. Okay. Uh, but if, if you want to check it out in the meantime, just go to YouTube and search for Home of the Future 1999 AD. And we'll have a link to, the show, to it in the show notes as well. Sorry, Edit Box. We're Sorry, skipping you this week. It's a little long. Okay, uh, so last but not least, uh, what we have here is the Idea Box, uh, which is where you guys submit ideas for us to talk about questions you, you want to know for the topic that week. And it's really easy uh, to do it. All you need to do is go over to universebox.com slash idea box. And there's a form here where you can, uh, what's your idea? And my idea is, idea. what's y- your what's idea? Question mark. And then you hit submit. Mm-hmm. And boom, we have it so we can talk about it. Yep. And uh, we'll, of course, we'll share these with the chat room too. And you know what? I'm going to lose the green glasses for this Finally. last segment here because it's so hard to read. I mean, it's like ridiculously hard to read. Uh, but let's see here. Okay, so Emery, yeah. what's your favorite fictional version of the future? Um, Your absolute fave. Here, I'll put my real glasses back on too. Keeping the foil hat though. You have to keep the foil hat. Definitely. Um, I, 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 I kind of really love... <laughs> I'm not sure. You're not sure? I'm not sure. Because it's like I'm like struggling to even think. I kind of want There's to... a lot of fictional versions what of the future. What is it like? Uh, Pleasantville? No, it's not Pleasantville. That's, that's a, past, though. That's the past. See? I just want to live in the past, okay? Can I have some modern conveniences mm-hmm. in the past? That's why I'm like... I like their version. I want I want whatever the 60s were saying the future is going to be. You want the great big beautiful tomorrow. I would love a great big beautiful. Shining at the end of every day. Absolutely. Uh, Muster says uh, Star Trek Universe. Uh, TNG, specifically. Angel says a mix between Disney's version and Star Trek. Uh, let's see here. Um, as for me, actually, you know what? I think I'll go with the Jetsons. That I'm, was I was leaning that way. I mean, I mean, who knows what was going on underneath the clouds, underneath the, the sky right. cities and everything. But everything else was pretty rad. Like you had flying cars that you could fly between different planets on. Uh, you know, you had a, a – what was the uh, – oh, I forget the name of the song. I was going to reference the song that the rock star writes for Judy. Oh. Oh, um, a bleep blop bloop or something. Eep up, up. orc ah uh, ah. Uh, yes. Up uh, orc ah uh, ah. Uh, eep up oh. orc ah uh, ah. Uh. That means I love you. Come fly with me. It's a good song. Okay. It's a good song. Eep, so yeah, that would be my favorite. Okay, and let's see here. Uh, what are the people in the chat room saying? The people on that? in the chat room. There's uh, Bicentennial Man, Star Wars, Star Trek, Deep Space Nine, Babylon Five. Bicentennial Man was pretty solid. Uh, Peace on Earth. I don't know that one. Uh, mix between Disney's version and the Star Trek version. Yeah, we got that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Anne Marie, what futuristic invention do you think will be commonplace in the next fifty years? Doesn't uh, have to be one we've talked about tonight. You know, but I think it's going to be. It's like the smart fridge. The smart because fridge. Because I think that's as close as we're going to get. Like to the Internet of Things kind of stuff. The, like, yeah, like it just you know, bloop bloop, and you have more, mm-hmm. and bloop, 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 and you have more. Or those little tags that Amazon has now, where like, oh, I'm out of Clorox. Yeah, I hit the hit Clorox the button. button. And it's yeah. Yes, like something along those lines would be delightful. So mm-hmm. that. I think, and this is going to be just a completely whacked out prediction. I think we're going to have, and this is something that I <laughs> I became familiar with uh, in old like silver age superman comics uh, uh but they had these uh these uh computer devices that were like 
ultra accelerated learning devices. Oh, I, to, I want to where it kind of like it kind of uh, you know just accelerated your learning process. And I think because me personally, I've uh, come around to I uh, you know uh, learning a lot of stuff like specifically nonfiction books and stuff through audiobooks, mm-hmm. and then I just speed up the sound of it, mm-hmm. and, and you know it, I I can listen to it twice as fast, and I absorb most of the information. And I've always been a speed reader, mm-hmm. and I I think they're gonna find a way to either subliminally or somehow uh, do like a combination of audio and video to accelerate the learning process to where you can absorb uh, you could just sit down. Uh, and watch a screen for an hour, and then you would have an entire history book's worth of information in your head. I want it. And I can see that happening in the next 50 years. That would be cool. Let's see. Casey says Robotech wants mm-hmm. to fly a giant robot. Who doesn't? Uh, realistically, Michael Lucera says self-driving cars that are safe and work well. Um, Muse just says there's personal vision of the future where she won the Powerball. <laughs> um, and Bobby's Violent Fence. Oh, wait. Violent Fence did a great cover of Eep Op. And Monica yeah. said, Matrix, I know Kung Fu. I know Kung Fu. Okay, uh, what fictional future, Anne-Marie, and I hope you have an answer for this one. Oh, what fictional future future do you think, uh, like, like retro fictional future, do you think was the most accurate? Uh, as far as like what people were predicting back in the day, uh, what do you think is most accurate to today? No, why are these questions always so hard for me? Well, see, you're not a huge sci-fi fan, though, no, so you probably haven't probably been exposed the... to enough of and it. And if I have, I don't think of it like that. I just mm-hmm. go, hey, that's a cool story. Yeah. I don't typically dwell on it, so I can't. That's fair. Well, I stink. I'll go ahead and answer it for yeah. me. I, I'm going to say... And this was a movie that came out eh, about 10 or 12 years ago, something like that. There's actually a new TV series based on it coming out soon. Uh, but Minority Report. Because uh, Minority Report had a lot of stuff in it that I, I think is pretty relevant to today, like uh, facial re- recognition software and security mm-hmm. cameras. They're building That technology is happening right now. In fact, ooh, do I still have the thing here? Because this is kind of interesting. If I can find it here. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, there's actually a, a fashion technology uh, called... CV or Dazzle uh, that people are working on to kind of circumvent this facial recognition because, you know, Facebook has the the facial recognition technology too. So some people are theorizing they're building this big database of faces and they're going to link it to security cameras. The CV Dazzle thing is kind of a way to uh, make your face less symmetrical, hide it with hair and colored hair and wigs and things like that and uh, makeup Uh to kind of obscure it from these facial recognition technologies. And uh, there was also a lot of a big part of uh, the reason uh, Tom Cruise's character was getting chased down by the or found by the government Mm -hmm. was because of retina scans, which are pretty prevalent now for high security clearances, things like that. And combined with or, or the scanning was done to target ads to you, to target oh. specific ads to you. And as we all know, we hate ads. targeted ads are all over the place these days. Yep. And also it had Tom Cruise running a lot and he's still doing that to mm-hmm. this day. Mm-hmm. He's running all the time. Just anytime you look at Tom Cruise, he's like, <gasps> jumping or things. like holy, hanging onto a plane or something else. So this is true. yeah, definitely. Interesting. A- anything from the chat room? There? Um, everyone missed cell phones, the defining item of modern culture. Um, I don't know. I think each sci-fi thing got bits and pieces accurate. Jules Verne, Brave New World, not in a tech or social hierarchy, but in the way that we're numbered from important issues by entertainment. Um, Philip K. Dick. I don't know. That. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Philip K. He's a famous sci-fi author. I, a lot of, I don't know things. Actually, I, I believe Minority Report was based on one of his stories. Blade Runner mm. um, was 
based on do they or do androids dream of electric sheep? Gotcha. I, I've read I've read uh, one of his novels and a couple short story collections. Love it. Uh, let's see, Star Trek inspired modern tech, some modern technology, including the cell phone. Uh, the episode of Fairly Odd Parents. <laughs> uh, Fringe predicted tablets a few years before they were a thing. It, actually, you can go back to Star Trek: The Next Generation, and they had iPad-like devices that were tablets, and I believe mm-hmm. Microsoft had had a tablet yes, out that's back in we're... yeah back in 2001. Yeah, 2001 predicted tablets. Oh, I, I think IBM Casey, tablets. Casey's saying the uh, specifically the movie 2001 that was yes. done in the 70s. Yes, but I'm saying that Microsoft had a tablet in 2001. I was it's just complicated. Reading. It's complicated. It's sweet, complicated. It's super man. complicated. Super complicated. Super complicated. Okay, enough of this uh, this future claptrap, Amory. Why don't you tell us what's in the box for next week? Hey, in the box. What could be in the box? A little box. What's in the box? There's a little box. In There's the box. a little box in the box. Blur, what could, what's in the little box? Let's see what's in the little box. What could it be? What could it be? What could it be? Chocolate. Chocolate? Nom, 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 nom. Yes, uh, next week on Universe Box, next week, Universe Box is going to be delicious. Jump up, jump on the Wonkavator because we're eating chocolate on next week's Universe Box. What's your favorite kind of chocolate? Have you ever made your own? Ever, ever have a candy bar you didn't like? Uh, tell us about your trip to Hershey Park. Yes! Which you love. I do. Uh, we're talking chocolate next week on Universe Box. Better bring your sweet tooth. Mm-hmm. And we will be doing a Wonder Box uh, for a movie that we saw when we were kids uh, next week called Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Not... Mm-hmm. Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka yeah. in the Chocolate Factory. I think I think originally we were going to do uh, a comparison of the two, but That's we're not, not doing that because no. we have fan cast coming back next week and it's going to be way too rough. Way too but if you have any chocolate stories uh, to send us or chocolate, uh, or, or chocolate uh, the, reference the P.O. Box from earlier or universebox.com slash contact dash us uh, for the P.O. Box address. You can get that in the mail soon. But otherwise, if you have chocolate stories, recipes, anything like that, universe, yeah, if you want to send in recipes, send me a recipe. Am- Amory will make it for the yes, show because we're gonna, we're going to do a tasting. So, uh, Universe Box Show at gmail.com. The Twitter's at Universe underscore Box. As the, you may know from the internet. The Facebook.com is uh, yeah, <laughs> from BuzzFeed. <laughs> Facebook.com is Facebook.com. <laughs> the Facebook is Facebook.com slash the universe box, Anne-Marie. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Oh, actually, uh, Win and Me agree. Uh, she said she hated Willy Wonka and loved Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh. I actually prefer Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like- I've only seen Charlie like once, mm-hmm. but yeah. I love Willy Wonka. I prefer Charlie to the original but I, I don't hate the original. I still appreciate the original for what it was. Yeah. For, it's a really good Gene, Gene Wilder musical. Uh, but uh, we do have a voicemail here, and uh, it's from Bobby. So take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill, Anne-Marie, and fellow storytellers. It's Bobby here. And as I was researching this week's topic of retro future, I came across a term that, like, I knew was a thing but didn't quite know all about. Knew was a th- didn't quite know was a thing, if you know what I mean. Uh, we've all heard of, like, steampunk and, you know, the Victorian era and uh, cyberpunk, uh, like the hacker era, I guess. But I had never heard of the term diesel punk. You know, I, I just never heard of it. I should have by this point, but I just never heard of it. I never thought about it that way. Um, basically, diesel punk refers to the time that I think of when I think of retro future, which is like the 50s, the 60s, uh, what's known as the atomic age. But it doesn't just refer to the aesthetics of uh, the era, although it does pertain to that. Really, uh, it's about 
the it's not just about the style it's about the substance it's about the attitude of the era it's about how um when everyone was coming back from uh world war ii here in america it was about like looking forward to a brighter better tomorrow you know working for a better future um and now all of course that may not have come to pass but that's what diesel punk is about it's about trying to recapture that optimism Mm -hmm. it's about um striving for a future that unfortunately never came to be you know of course once we got into the 60s and the 70s science fiction became like bleak and dystopic uh we get we got things like a blade runner and uh mad max uh and just over and over again and that's just not how you teach someone you Mm -hmm. don't tell them you don't you don't point out all of their flaws because if you just keep pointing out someone's flaws not only are they not going to want to change anything they're not they're going to come to the conclusion that nothing can be changed i'm i'm worthless this is just how it's inevitable this is how things are going to turn out instead you show them the positive you show them what good can come you show them what to aspire to and that's what diesel punk is about it's about being optimistic about you about yourself about others about the world in general and I have a really bad problem being optimistic, especially here lately. So I'm going to try to live by some of these standards. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to start wearing chrome everywhere. Do it. (laughs) Do it. Like I said, it's not just about the style. It's about the substance. So, uh, hey, I I never wanted a flying car anyway. I was always scared of two tons of steel falling out of the sky. Thank you very much, Bobby. Chrome. Yes, I, we we would like to see you in Chrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Chrome Val Thor. As soon as the, and not Google Chrome. No, no, <laughs> that'd be funny too. But uh, no, and I I think you know it's it's definitely important to have an optimistic outlook and everything. But I think sometimes the dystopian stuff. I think it, it has its own sort of optimism because you know mm-hmm. these these dystopian stories they're not like. The world's awful and it stays awful throughout the entire story and then it ends with the world being awful. A lot of times they're about a hero coming back and setting things right and, right. you know, and they end on an optimistic note. Like, yeah, the world was screwed up and we fixed it and right. now we're going to do better. You know, so I, I think there's an op- a bit of an optimism in dystopia. But at the same time, yeah, I, com- I, I completely understand uh, – Wanting to focus on feeling optimistic, and, and that that can put you in a more positive headspace to do better things as well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, and everyone's saying that uh, Bobby needs to start wearing Chrome. Mm-hmm. You have to do it, Bobby. Do it uh, now. If you have any stories, uh, chocolate flavored stories uh, for no. next week, universeboxshow at gmail dot com. Twitter is at universe underscore box. Facebook is facebook dot com slash the universe box, and the voicemail number is four two four two seven four two three five two. Again, that's four two four two seven four. 2352. And as always, we have a couple takeaways here to go out on. Okay, it's fun to think about the future. Yes, definitely. Uh, things that seem ordinary today sounded silly 50 years ago. They sounded silly 10 years ago. Yeah, a, a lot of it, yeah. <laughs> I, some of it sounded silly, uh, you know, five years ago. Right. What, what's, a, uh, what's, a, what's a Snapchat? What's a... Oh, a what, Tinder. What's a Periscope? A periscope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, fiction can propel us uh, into the future. Yeah. And uh, it's a great, great big, big, beautiful, beautiful tomorrow. tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day. Universe Boxio. That's me. That is you. Yeah, but a good episode overall. I enjoyed it. Okay, Emery, where yes. can people find you online besides BuzzFeed and, and CNN and yeah. USA Today? Mm-hmm. Um, you can find Barack Obama has not commented on it. Barack <laughs> Obama has not commented on the Voldemort thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
No, I um I am on Twitter at AMD Simone. And in case you haven't guessed by our Disney obsession, uh, we recently started a Disney blog. It's mm-hmm. DisneyPassholderProject.wordpress.com. It'll be getting a real URL soon. And you can also find her at Disney World like all the time. Me too. Uh, pretty much every weekend. That's okay. where we are. <laughs> okay. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can, uh, f- I, you know what I'm going to say this week? You can follow my uh, superhero uh, book series, Dog Boy Adventures, hey. at dogboyadventures.com. And you can follow all of the podcasts we do, uh, as well as uh, Greetings from Storybrook, uh, Universe Box, which you're listening to now, Legends of Gotham, a couple new ones coming up probably soon. <gasps> yeah. Universebox.com. Universe Boxio. Wait, wait, what did you say? Universe Boxio. Universe Boxio. Okay, so I guess that about does it for this week. I Join us next week for some chocolate. Mm, yes! Chocolate. I'm going to have to break my diet just a little bit. Yay! Just a little bit before the new job starts. But uh, until next time, remember to think, think outside. Universe Boxio. Remember to think outside. Do not adjust your computer screen. It's your mind we're changing. Stories set to a theme. Think outside. Universe box. Remember to think outside. Remember to think outside. Remember to think out. Universe boxio. Universe boxio. Universe boxio. <laughs> okay, we'll stop it. Universe boxio. Wait, wait, what was that? What Universe boxio. Universe boxio.